Hey, you guys are in for a treat. Welcome to the Photographic Collective Podcast, y'all. My name is Miles with Boyer. Today's conversation, uh, of course, with my buddy Jared Fincher and joining us uh, with our special guest, Vanessa Joy, is this wildly unplugged, very candid and very unusual conversation with sort of a household name. Uh, now, if you know anything about Vanessa, you probably know how articulate she is, how put together her training process and programs are. Whether you follow her over on Instagram, uh, like over 100,000 other people, um, or are a part of her massive YouTube following, if you're a member of Photo Insiders, uh, or just a, a friend or a family member, maybe you're one of the brides or grooms that have hired her uh, over the last 20 years. However you found this podcast, uh, we, we can't wait for you to just sit and have a cup of coffee with us. And here, Vanessa, just sort of talk uh, in a really refreshingly unplugged way. She's a really special, special, special human. And, uh, and this was a really cool opportunity for us to see kind of the Vanessa behind all the Vanessa joy. So without further ado, we're going to click over there. Hey, thank you so much for listening. And here we go. I don't think that. I know that you have done the podcast circuit for years. Like everybody knows who you are. Um, but I, my mom's still trouble remembering, but sure. well, favorite child syndrome. <laughs> Do you have siblings? Yes, I am not the favorite yeah. child, not my mom's anyway. I think I might be my dad's favorite, but definitely not my mom's. That's my brother. We should set a poll up and and see if we can get them to respond on that formally. <laughs> She'll probably listen to this. Um, that makes me happy. But I, so I, I want to know about you, like. Every, like I said, I think this is sort of the funny thing about this industry is everybody on every podcast asks the exact same questions and does the same interviews. They do. And they're like, when did you, were you 12 or 14 when you picked up your first camera? And right, right. Did you learn how to walk or did you learn how to shoot? No, first? I came out the womb uh, <laughs> with a camera in my hands and, yep, uh, yep. and it was fully manual. Um, <laughs> no, I, but I want to know on the like more personal side, I guess just for my own interest, because you are such a public figure, like you're so involved in so many things. Like what, who, like who are you outside of photography? What is like, what's Vanessa into? Because the more my name grows and the more involved I get in this industry, the more I realize like I have to protect those parts of me so that I don't just get lost in it. Um, yes. I know that got, we got deep in a hurry. We went from like drinking wine in Tuscany to, but I'm just, I am genuinely curious. Like that's, that's kind of where I, where I want to go with this whole chat is like, who is Vanessa outside of like Vanessa Joy and Photo Insiders and mm-hmm. Canon and. Yeah. All, yeah. all the things that you see mm-hmm. curated so yeah. nicely. Um, I mean, as far as I go, so I don't think we recorded the part where I just showed Jared and Miles, my awesome messy room and the part where I'm in my pajamas and not wearing a bra. And like, this is what my life looks like a lot, a lot, because I do prioritize my work probably above my family more than I should, admittedly. And then I struggle to make the pendulum swing the other way because I actually do like cooking for my family. And I love going out and doing things with them. You know, part of the seven weeks of travel that I have right now, two and a half were with my family. Um, So that's really cool. And I did slice in work because let's face it, the best vacations are tax deductible vacations. And I can do that if I (laughs) I can put some work in there. No, no. And my kids model for me, like legit. So all of it. Um, But, you know, what I am day to day is just probably what you are. I wake up, I need coffee. My kids are already screaming. When I finally get them out the door, I like, you know, sit in the bathroom on my phone for like way too long and uh, just get to work at some point. And sometimes I get dressed and sometimes I don't. (laughs) How old are your kids? Uh, They're five and eight. I have a five-year-old girl, Felicity. I'm sorry. No, eight-year-old girl, Felicity. My five-year-old boy, Judah. And they're uh, a handful because my daughter is a lot like me. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> super stubborn and wants to do everything and uh my son too he's like got serious fomo you know he won't go to bed at night because i'm just not doing that today <laughs> okay We're living the same life i was gonna say We're the same age yes. kids it's for sure this is this is it i i just think these are the conversations that nobody has they don't because they don't look good on instagram they're not gonna get likes they're not gonna get views i mean i've put up stuff on youtube where it's day in the life type stuff mm-hmm. 
Um, and it, it kind of bombs. You know what's but, interesting? Can I, can I interrupt you for long enough, though, to say that I, sure. this is genuinely the, the first series of conversations that you and I started having, not about camera, that's been going on for ages, but like th- where I actually reached out and I was like, hey, I love this. It was, it was based on one of those YouTube videos. So it did resonate with somebody. It may not resonate with like, okay, you know, like large population, but the photographers mm-hmm. like Jared and I that are, you know, we are working photographers. We've got successful careers. We've got our stuff going. Like there are those of us that are watching you that are like genuinely curious. Uh, to be to be fair, you've probably never heard this episode, but one of the more popular episodes of this podcast that we've had was a similar conversation with Jonas Peterson. Where we were talking to, with mm-hmm. Jonas about like, dude, you've had like three like breakdowns in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what would you do if you kind of g- could go back and avoid those, right? And we we like reverse engineered. He was like, you know, more time with my family, more time like more time protecting my marriage, more time, you know. So, yeah. and it's all the things we all know darn well, and the things that we would put at the top of our priority list if someone ever asked us to write mm-hmm. them. But when you wake up and your priority list becomes a to-do list instead of an actual priority list and you're you're doing the to-do list as you know in order of which fire needs to be put out first it's hard to rearrange that and find ways to actually create a priority-based to-do list mm, okay yeah so that's that's tough so you mentioned i know your your husband's a i mean a pretty well-known f- filmmaker as well so like yeah how do you guys juggle that because having two young children and you're very it's much, I mean, you're not it's like, I, one of the things I really respect about you, Vanessa, is that you are both very much in the public eye, but still working for like fully working, which most, most yes. of the time when you see people that lean into the education role, they, they're already one foot mm-hmm. in the grave in their, in their career. Oh yeah. So. And I mean, I saw that so early on and I never wanted to be that. And I understand why you would want to be that, right? Cause you start teaching and you can easily make like a ton of money, you know, to match or exceed what you make as a working photographer. But part of why I love teaching is I love the business side. I love the the things that don't involve holding a camera. And if I'm going to continue to teach that, I can't not do it because you just become wildly irrelevant. I could teach you lighting. I could teach you posing. But even that falls off the wayside because lighting and posing change. For example, uh, we all shoot this really trendy direct flash and shutter drag crap that uh, is really in right now. But a photographer that stopped shooting weddings 10 years ago would be telling you not to do that. And it's wrong. And it's not professional, right? But because we're all still in the industry, we know darn well that that's something that our clients love. We know why they love it. And we replicate it sometimes for them or sometimes not, you know, whatever you decide to do. But you just you become so irrelevant when you're not in it. And I never wanted to be that person that was on stage and telling everybody what to do. And you're like, well, how would you know? Like, you just, you don't know. It's actually how I became friends with uh, uh, Jared Poland. Mm-hmm. You've yeah, yeah, from Fronto's photo. We were on a podcast once and I just flat out called him out. Like, dude, you're not a photographer. Like, you can't tell people how to run their businesses. I'm sorry. You could tell them how to shoot. You could tell them what gear is great, but you can't tell people how to run their businesses. And apparently, he likes snarky Jersey girls and then we became friends. I feel, I feel like snarky <laughs> is his love language. <laughs> Probably. Um, it's my If too, there's actually. any chance that he listens to this, he's going to now hear fully that I have avoided him professionally my entire career just because I'm like, I feel like we would just get into it. There'd be like two beers and a boxing match. Um, well, he doesn't drink. Oh, oh so. well, never mind. Boxing match. Just short, the boxing but, um, match. Just the boxing But yeah, I mean, he's also <laughs> hilarious. I think he was supposed to be a part of that shootout thing that I that you didn't know that I bailed on. It's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah, cool. No, because he doesn't go to shows. I I dragged him to one once, uh, and then he's like, never again. (laughs) Okay. Well, so so then, like, pull me pull me back down to earth. So you, um, can we even just get a? Can you help me get a running list of the things that you're involved in? Because it's hard to keep up with. Um, So so yeah, give me the 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 top down. I feel like that's a flaw of mine. I do too much. I think I overwhelm people who follow me and I have to stop oversharing. But um, 
I'm a Canon Explorer of Light, so I do a lot of work with Canon. Uh, I speak at every major convention kind of around uh, or have around the globe. And I have a subscription service platform, Netflix for photographers, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, called Photo Insiders, thephotoinsiders.com. And, you know, all the education that goes with it and presets and that fun. Uh, But what I actually do for photography, I am mainly a wedding photographer, but in the past two years, I have really fine-tuned that. I created an associate team to have a price point that's still a little bit above average for the New Jersey area. But then myself, I really stepped more into the luxury space in the Austin, really everywhere. I started traveling a lot more for weddings. And then I do a lot of corporate, which I don't show, which people don't usually know, but I I travel all around the world and photograph for Hilton Resorts and like do marketing oh, wow. shoots for them. Cool. And it's really, really cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, I also do small branding stuff for like the hairdresser down the road. And um, every once in a while, I get talked into doing family photos for people I know mm-hmm. and not actually talked into. I don't like doing them, but I like the people. So I'm like, of course I'll shoot your yeah. maternity session. <laughs> and I'm nice. like, kill me. I don't want to do that. It's <laughs> awesome. I dig my own uh, grave on those things, but I always end up liking it. Okay. That's awesome. That's a lot, man. You're That's in a lot, lot of stuff. How do you like, how do you prioritize that? Like, how do you pick the things that like you're really good at that you're really passionate about? And be able to swing all that stuff. I don't even know the yeah. answer to that. I think I'm just <laughs> a serial. I, I really don't. I think I just am a serial entrepreneur and I'm like, oh, yeah. this sounds cool this day. So then like I put a, some effort into that. And then if it gets some traction, like I keep going with it. Um, and if not, then I find something new. The problem is everything gets a little traction and then we're stuck with a massive pile. Do you find yourself saying no to a lot of things? I try very hard to say no to a lot of things. Is it hard for you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I say for try sure. and I just like hear Yoda in my head. There's there there is no try. <laughs> There's, There's no only try. do. Do or do not. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I get that. I'm I've had to learn over the years how to say no to things and prioritize and figure out like what am I even good at? Like what am I passionate about? And yeah. it's funny you talk about family photos and things like that. It's like, yeah, I want to serve my friends and, and do that stuff for them. But yeah, that 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 is low on the list of things that I'm super duper passionate about. So I feel and that then for there's sure. also the things you're good at that yeah. you're not necessarily passionate about yeah. or the things that you're passionate about and like you suck at. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Those those are the interesting to me. I think those are the like the speed bumps that you get hung up on. At least that I I have mm-hmm. a number of times gotten hung up on. It's like we have this really great idea, and I know that it's I can I can write that business plan in my sleep. And so I'm like this mm-hmm. this is going this actually could be something pretty large. The problem yeah. with it is I'm going to hate it. I'm going to grind my way through every single step of it. But I know myself because there's there's other things that I would rather do, and a lot of times those things are you know like at this point in my in my life and in my career like I'd rather go for a run, like I'd mm. rather just hit the trails for an hour and actually get fresh air. And so then it's like, well, okay, instead of pursuing this thing that I'm going to hate but is going to make me really wealthy, I find myself leaning back into the things that I really love. Um, and I feel like you should be telling us how you do that. Although, not to throw you under the bus, you are doing a podcast right now with shingles and you really should be resting. Mm. Thanks for that. Call them out. Thank you for that. It's true, everyone. That's true. Yeah. If, you, if you could see me on, on the YouTube, but we're not doing that because Vanessa's not wearing a bra. Um, yeah. I'm kidding, everyone. This, <laughs> that got awkward. She's, she's fully clothed. Um, I was about to I'm, say, it's about I'm very squirmy at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I've got chicken pox for adults. Um, okay. Well, so, so then take me into the, the decision for you to go beyond like your, your first career because Mm. there, there's a jumping point, like there's a courage point, right? So like you're young and you pick up a camera and you start shooting and I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you your story because your story is probably the same as everybody else's, right? So like you start shooting uh-huh. and then you shoot some seniors and some families and people like you and you shoot a baby and you hate it. And then you shoot a wedding and people are like, oh my gosh, you're actually really good at this. And then you have a career that you've stumbled into. 
I don't, I'm mm-hmm. probably not that far off, right? And sure, yeah. somewhere along the way, though, you decide you're going to have the courage to start a second career. And that's where the success comes. And that's where you, you know, you end up as a brand ambassador and you end up as, as, you know, like an educator and which then empowers your work to now be more sought after, you know, your demographic to raise. Can you, can you take us to like, what, what years was that for you? Hmm. Well, it's a little bit sandwiched because As a photographer, someone who wanted to be a photographer in high school, loved it, black and white darkroom, all that, I um, am old, so we did not have Instagram. We Actually, I can't even say, I don't think we even had Facebook for my first couple years of college, maybe the second or third year. And then it was the Facebook. I was there when it was the Facebook. And so there was no example, right? I wanted to be a photographer. My mom was actually a photographer, but she was really a stay-at-home mom and my dad worked. And the only other example I had was my high school photography teacher who did weddings on the weekends, but he was really a high school photography teacher, right? That was his real job. So I decided I wanted to pursue photography, but I figured I had to have a real job. So I actually was a teacher. I taught, um, I taught Spanish to elementary kids. And no, I'm not a native Spanish speaker. I just learned it. And that was like my real job. So I knew how to teach. You know, when you get a college degree, even on Spanish, they don't actually, ironically, teach you how to teach Spanish. They, they don't. <laughs> they teach you Spanish. And then separately, they teach you how to teach. So I can teach anyone anything that I know because I know the fundamental concepts of how learning happens. So when I became a Spanish teacher, I was also doing weddings on the weekends and I went to a conference. I went to WPPI and I was so excited to see this guy teach. And the title alluded to, you know, learning some kind of lighting or posing or whatever it was that made him so awesome. And I went there and I learned why he was awesome, but it had nothing to do with taking pictures. And he kind of like just talked about the work in a little bit in a story way, but it wasn't in a way that actually taught me photography concepts. And then it was exasperated by me trying to learn flash. Oh my gosh. Every time I tried to go learn flash, it was like somebody would try to teach flash, but then use all the flash lingo that I didn't know. And nobody explained the flash lingo is so frustrating. And in my head, I'm like, I could teach. Mm-hmm. I know how to teach. I have a degree in teaching. I get paid to teach already. So after a couple years, I started teaching uh, photography and I taught marketing first before anything else. Hmm. Okay. That, that, that actually checks out. That makes a ton of sense to me. One, one, the way yeah. you're so articulate when, when you do teach, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. I, um, I try, I try to be simple about it. Well, okay. So um, like I can, I can think of having gone to so many conferences. I, I know personally, I'll call myself on this. I have spoken at so many conferences where I've I've been over prepared on the subject matter, but under prepared on how to mm-hmm. teach it. Um, so I get up there and I realize I look out across the room and I realize I'm speaking over people's heads. Right? It's like you know, like we're talking talking about like the um, Jared. What was the one yeah. I did uh, in Chicago? It was on like the at ClickCon. It was like the the um, foundations of storytelling. And okay. and I sat back yeah. and I'm just watching people's eyes and I'm like, oh man, we're this isn't a room filled with people that I th- that were ready for this, but but I'll tell you, I sat in at WPPI two years or three years ago uh, and listened to Ben Hartley gave give a platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. Totally changed my life. Not because he was saying anything that was like pivotal, but because he made it so digestible. Yes. Um, and and I that's what I see you do so well with Photo Insiders. Just even like the tidbits, the way that you release tidbits out. It's like, do this, not that. And it's like it's so yeah. simple. Um, so how do you how do you create this content then for yourself? Like, is there just sort of a running list in your head, or do you do something where you realize like, hey, that pose worked, and I bet other people wouldn't naturally. Like, do you fall into this content, or do you plan it? 
It's a little bit of both. I do a lot of planning when it comes to photo insiders, especially in the beginning. Like I really wanted to start filming a really well-rounded education because it's a monthly thing. So when I first started, I only had one month. That's one video, like not a lot. So I wanted to make sure as I was pushing it out, it was really well-rounded. But then the stuff you see on social media that's actually where I usually try to do the simplest on Instagram because it's also short. But so many people have the curse of knowledge and it's nobody's fault. But like when you know something, you know it really well, so much so that you forget that other people don't know what you know. And you try to explain it and you're still like four levels above a beginner's understanding or able to comprehend. And it's funny because a lot of times I'll do a video on something very simplistic and it'll be one of my best videos on something so, so simple, like mm. where your white balance button is. And I always have these random jerks in the comments that are like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, who doesn't know this? But meanwhile, 700 other people are like, thank you so much. Um And, you know, so I try to keep it really simple there. And then YouTube, I try to go like somewhere in the middle. You know, it has to be something that people are going to want to click on or people search for. Uh, so, it has to be somewhat simplistic, but like slightly more explained. So, it's a little bit of everything. And then sometimes, you know, I just, I'm like, oh, that reel looks cool. Let me try something like that with my twist. <laughs> okay. So, that leads me to then, I guess, the perfect question. So, what is it then that you see that people need the most of? Mm. Business. And it's the least thing that gets clicked on. Wow. They will they will click on which lens to buy. They will click on how to photograph this, how to pose that. They will not click on how to make the money that actually actually gets you to buy <laughs> the wow. camera you want. It's really incredible. And it's one of the most asked questions of mine too. People ask me all the time, how do you get business? How do you get new brides mm, or yeah. couples and all that? And then when I finally go answer that, nobody watches it. They watch the other crap. Hmm. that's really frustrating get business people <laughs> it is frustrating because you just watch wildly talented people that can't put food on their tables because yeah. they're not concentrating on developing themselves as a business owner and they're only developing their craft which of course makes their craft awesome and one that i'm wildly jealous of <laughs> So yeah, do you see yourself? That's that's a that's a really solid question. Do you see yourself still then? I mean, this far into your career, still struggling, like comparison, like comparing yourself to other artists and being like, "crap, their work is." Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's that's been yeah, a. That's why I had to. That's why I had to unfollow you, Miles. I kept getting yes. jealous every time I looked at <laughs> yes. your site. Me too. Me um, too. Your Venmo payment for that should have just gone through, by the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like. So who do you who do you like, Vanessa? Like, who do you follow? You know, about six months ago, I unfollowed every single photographer on Instagram. Yeah. Every because single one. of that, because of because comparison. of that, really, and I, whether I was comparing where they were mm. shooting, who, what planner yeah. they were shooting with, the florals in there, and it just got so bad. And I'm like, this is so unhealthy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I started to slowly follow people back, um, starting with like my friends because it's kind of mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll follow you after this. Don't worry. Nice. <laughs> but it was just—it was not good for my health. But then you—the flip side—it's also not good for me to not see what everyone else is yeah. doing because then I become irrelevant. So yeah, yeah. It's—it's no, it's a good. fine line. It's hard. We've it talked a lot hard. in this podcast about like just the toxic traits that I mean we've we've done some real deep dives uh, in this podcast mm -hmm. about everything from like you know, the cliche terms, the the comparison complex and the imposter syndrome and all of that, but like the deep dives into how um, social media has made us feel really inadequate as creatives because, yes. because we, whether we like to admit it or not, but we work for them. Like we have to feed that monster. Oh, and applause. I was told once applause is the most addicting drug there is. Mm. Wouldn't, I mean, imagine imagine if you had a dollar for every like. Like, imagine if you would feel, right? Am I right? So it's like, yeah, but we but we, we work for this like content engine. But then because of that, we realize that we feel like we're competing against people that we are genuinely not competing against. It, it was one of the early mm -hmm. reasons that we started this podcast. Jared had a conversation with me years ago. We basically said, like, two, two things are true. One, I know a lot of people. And... 
and I'm not intimidated by them. And I, and I, and, and I find like my joy in getting to know new people, like the finding building community, you know, like this with you is, is one of the things that's, that's like, I'm pretty passionate about, but then too, I know a lot of things cause I've been doing this for so freaking long. And it's like, yeah. well, how long have you been doing this? Um, I also had the Facebook. So if it says, <laughs> it says anything, um, I, I don't, uh, this is, I think my 15th season as like a full-time wedding photographer, but I mean, awesome. there was, there were years, a few years in there after college where I was trying to figure out how to not be a wedding photographer. Um, and then <laughs> I, I decided I job. wanted to figure out how to eat instead. So, um, mm. mm-hmm. so, but Jared and I have been, I mean, we've, we've been at this together for eight years. Yeah. Something, something. like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. isn't that just the best part of it? Because if you take away social media and maybe go back to the days where, you know, 13, 15,000 people showed up to WPPI, it was just the best best time ever because behind whatever social media facade there is behind whatever photo you're super jealous of that week there's the person that lives and breathes the same way that you do and they're the people that you're going to connect with the most in this world and I think we stopped connecting with them and started connecting with the facade and I'm not bashing anyone for putting out their best whatever of course you're going to do that You, you need to do that but it's amazing that we don't get to connect or we don't purposefully connect as much as we used to and we should be because I'm loving this conversation. This made my morning and I know this happens a hundred times over when you go to a conference or when you just find your circle of other creatives, we'll call them, and, and actually develop those relationships like feeds the soul. Okay, I'm going to interrupt the interview for just a second to talk about our newest and probably the most exciting sponsor of this podcast. Y'all, the Abide Preset Pack in collaboration with G Presets is out. This preset pack is completely built and based on the color science that Jared and I have been using for our weddings and portraits and even family work over the last 15 years. Y'all, cinematic, deep, rich tones that feel true to color with a little bit of extra magic and warmth wrapped up. Greg spent about nine months reverse engineering this whole process and, and really creating four color, two black and white, as well as eight AI tools to help empower your photos to have just a little bit extra magic in them. This preset pack is something that we, of course, completely put our names on and and we can't wait for you to see it. So click over to gpresets.com or simply DM me on Instagram at Boyer for a link. And we hope you love it. I mean, I think that w- that really was a lot of our motivation behind the podcast is like connecting with people yeah. and seeing that, man, these are all real people. You know, you, yeah. you get to see this, you know, the facade or whatever, but connecting with each other to know that like, hey, we're all in this together. Like we're all in the same ocean. You know, we may be on different ships, but like we're all in the same ocean where we have some of the same gifts and, and passions. It's like, can we just and be struggles. friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Struggles. And we can even talk about, I mean, so the beauty of the, like the photo co community is seeing those guys come together and realize like, dang, like there's other people struggling with the exact same things yeah. that I'm struggling with. And like, this is a safe place that we can talk about it and, uh, and not been, get made fun really of or cool. yeah, torn down like, by people on Reddit. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Like totally like that stuff. Yeah. We've been really blessed to, to kind of get rid of that stuff. But, um, yeah, it, I feel like life can be really lonely in the creative field. Um, if you don't have friends, so mm-hmm. that's been one of our motivations behind this podcast is we just want to be people's friends and tell them that somebody cares, you know? So that's anyways. so, I mean, that's amazing. I feel like it doesn't, it started to exist more in the photo community, or at least there was a base of it originally, even if we got away from it now, but in like the YouTube community, I haven't found it. It is wow. so hard. I have like my key people I talk to and. Mm. trust and run ideas by but i even tried to start like a little whatsapp group mastermind type thing like hey we can meet twice a month you know just a little share some things that are working for you yeah and literally 
three people, one of them was me, even ever showed up. And I'm like, well, wow. that bombed. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. I hear from, from friends of mine that are that that really have succeeded in the YouTube game, though, that it's like been the, the the thickness of the skin. Like John Branch has told me a number of times that he's like, you just you just have to stop listening. Like you just have to put out put out yeah. content that you know is good and then stop listening. I, I think it's probably one reason why we have every time I post a video on YouTube, I have an immediate like identity crisis and I crawl into a yeah. hole and I'm like, I just, I don't want anything to do with this because my, Why my skin is, I'm, right now? I'm pretty sensitive. Yeah, somebody calls you stupid. Yeah. They're like, you know how this is, this is the dumbest thing I've ever You're seen. An I'm an like, idiot. Well, okay. Like, I mean, I, I also <laughs> can sell it. You only watch the first again. 23 seconds. So am I anyway? <laughs> so, yeah. so, Tell me about the, I'm, I'm always fascinated by this because, um, be, well, because I'm part of the Fujifilm team, right? So, but I have so many friends that are a part of other teams and I think often to, uh, uh, especially to a lot of people listening to this or that are going to listen to this, there's like this huge aspirational thing, right? If I could just get a brand behind me and, mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't been my experience. I mean, like I love, you know, I'm close friends with all these people and it's pretty rad to, you know, get a new camera in and do the stuff. But like, what is it like being on the Canon team? Like how, how has that experience been? Be as candid as you want here. I mean, it's, if I was a dream board person, this would have been on my dream board like 20 years ago. Being a Canon Explorer of Light was just a huge dream of mine. So when it came true, it's still surreal mm-hmm. to me, like, which is why, like, I let off with that because I like yeah. saying that I'm an explorer of light. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's great marketing right there. It I is. I always tell people I'm an you ex photographer, and they're like, oh, when did you quit? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Nice>. amazing. <laughs> that's right, Fuji X. You know, I, um, I think. I think I love being a Canon Explorer of Light because of the fact that it's a marketing initiative. That's what it is. And I enjoy marketing as much as any other part of my business, probably a little bit more than other parts. And that's what it is. So I get to be in the consideration for when, you know, the R3 came out. I made their official video that launched the camera. That is awesome. The fact that I get to email them and ask them to support the things that I'm doing, like the trip to Italy. They're giving me like really cool swag to give to all of the attendees that are coming, you know, but that is a marketing thing, right? They have 21 people wearing Canon stuff in Italy. Like that's that's a marketing initiative. Ultimately, I'm talking with the marketing people. So I I love that about it. I mean, I love them attached to my name. And it's funny, I have so many people that tell me I need to ditch Canon because I am not relevant on uh, YouTube because I only shoot with one camera brand. And I'm like, I don't hate other camera brands, but I've been shooting Canon since this A1 mm-hmm. right here. Like, that's my camera. That's what I want to shoot my real life jobs with. I have no desire to be on camera reviewer YouTuber because I have clients that I have to serve and I want the equipment that I'm the most comfortable with, the most familiar with. I need that in my hands when I'm photographing insane weddings because I'm going to do the best with that. So it's everything. I mean, they've just been with me since day one and we now get to mutually support each other 20 something years later. That's really special. Yeah. I just, I'd love to hear that, those perspectives. Cause I think, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I, I think that, uh, that there's sort of this misconception, right? That's like you, you sign that contract and then suddenly the doorbell rings and I'm awesome. I'm going to roll out of bed yeah. and sign autographs. And you're exactly. Um, and I mean, not, uh, not for nothing. That has not been my life, but, but what I've gained from, from the endorsements, um, are relationships primarily. Um, yes. you know, I mean, I, Right. Do you feel that way about the Fuji one? Like it just opens doors to really cool people? It, yes. I mean, it, Fuji is such an odd brand because they control such a small piece of the market share. And so they really are a like a pretty scrappy brand. 
Um, on, but that's what makes them. Yeah. Cool. On one hand, that is pretty cool because it's like you know yeah. you you're really kind of working with like you you walk into major conferences and there's these you know massive teams and then there's like four of mm-hmm. us, right? And it's like it's it's just Victor, right? He runs everything. Well, yeah, he <laughs> quite literally, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. It's like I might be helping set up a booth and then leaving to go speak at a conference and then coming back, right? Because it's like it's kind of all hand, all yeah. hands on deck. But yeah, the relationships that have come in, though the actual direct relationships with Fujifilm are really cool. I think the relationships with other, the other photographers, it, it's an interesting, um, I don't think there's something that's like probably looked too positively on in this industry, but we have some serious gatekeepers in this industry, which I know is now like this massive cliche. You're supposed to avoid those topics, but we, we really do. I think one of them is justification in, in your career because that mm-hmm. used to be like, Oh, if you got, you know, you hit 25,000 Instagram followers, well you sh- surely were pretty good. Well then people realized they could buy that and, you know, yeah. and then it was like, well, if you became a YouTube influencer, you know, like it was pretty good. And, and uh, one of the few accreditations left, really, is is having brands that sort of support you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so because they see through the rest of the crap and they look at what you're actually producing, mm-hmm. what you're actually doing. Yeah, and how and how do people really is. gatekeep? I almost feel like oh yeah, there's no point in gatekeeping anymore because all the information for literally everything that you could possibly think of is out there. Can I can I ask you can What's I ask you a super candid more? question? Okay, sure. so well, and you can answer this as honestly. You may actually really surprise me with this, but I know how other I know how other guests would have answered this. If I didn't have a at least you may have no idea who I am outside of, but at least a somewhat well known name and a whole bunch of followers and some brands behind my name, and I would have just randomly written you on Instagram and been like Vanessa, huge fan podcast. I think you. How would you have reacted? I would have said yes. Really? I would okay, have pushed awesome. you. Yes. You can actually, you can go look. Um, I mean, assuming I saw the message because I do get a lot of messages and I get lost. Mm-hmm. But um, I just did a podcast last week with someone I feel, well, I'll tell you right now how many followers he has. And I, ooh, I never uh, heard of him before. Uh, he messaged me and he seemed like a really cool guy trying to like start a thing because that's important yeah. i mean we were all there trying to start a like thing yesterday. at some yeah. point like yesterday uh well he has eight thousand, okay. so that's not like that Who bad i'm curious um uh his name is francisco alvarez Ooh, francisco that's fun to say francisco. yeah he's from puerto rico Nothing. Um, yeah, that I'm, part is. We're literally isn't... quoting Elf to you, and you're nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's fun to say. That's fun to say. You're like a Christmas card. <laughs> okay. Well, to be honest, I think that that actually says a lot about you. That's pretty cool. Because I, because yeah, there are a lot of I know. I mean, I've because I've experienced this. I've I've written a number of people before that and that that I haven't had the chance to meet or like we don't actually have we have a lot of mutual connections, but like maybe I know the connection and they don't, and that's fine. And. That it just stays unread, and I'm like, man, this is huh interesting. I'm like, well, in their defense, they very well may have never yeah, actually it seen. Just the ends message. up in that one little <laughs> inbox that you're like, why does that exist? Yeah, yeah, or it just like gets buried. Like if you're in the general, mm-hmm. po- I don't know if you guys have like the four mm-hmm. inboxes that I do on Instagram, yeah. right? And it just gets buried in one, and you just you try to see it. But you just underneath can't. the random group um, chats, I mean, trying to sell you like, right, yeah, yes, foot exactly. pictures and stuff. I will say I was advised um, to not do how, how should we call them like the smaller shows, mm-hmm. like don't go speak at PPA regional mm-hmm. or state events anymore. Um, and I can understand prioritizing the things that are bigger, and then saying no to the things that uh, are not worth not being with your kids that weekend. Absolutely. Um, For me, what I did with podcasts is I just started saying, okay, I will do one podcast or two podcasts a month. Like that's, and uh, you know, the rest just gets scheduled to the next month, the next month. And then that way, like I still have a life a little. Yeah. Um, And you know, but then there was like a really nice person from Maine PPA that emailed me for two years straight. Um, and I legit was not available the year before 
Um, but he emailed me again for 2024, and now I'm going to go speak at the main PBA, state are. PBA in 2024. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so one of my favorite conferences I've ever spoken at, um, I mean, the, the conference itself is very small. It's a, it's a regional PBA event, I think. It's, it's hosted by Bedford's, uh, Bedford Camera. Um, and it was in Little Rock mm. last year, but it was the first time that I, I was able to, to host uh, like a photo co-meetup. Because so many people are oh, from cool. that region. So people kind of drove in. And it was it was actually cool. A lot of people that didn't even go to the conference came and we all like met at a brewery and did it. And I'm like, this is... That's yeah. cool. It was it cool. It was so special. And I'm like, man, I, I actually would do more of those. Um, instead of like the... I mean, the large conferences are more flattering, I suppose. But like, it was, it was really neat to have the opportunity to like... We just did like a photo walk on the streets in Little Rock. And there's... I've heard Little Rock is like this little hidden gem photo spot. Well, they have that outdoor chapel. <laughs> is that's that what really you're cool. hearing? Come hang and I will prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's debatable for sure. From, uh, Jason Vincent's from there. And, no, right? he's from Bentonville. He lives about five miles from me. And Bentonville is oh. a little photo gem. Come on, come hang. That's okay. where we live. That's what I'm Yeah, saying. and that chapel yeah, is Cooper Chapel. And I posted Good a photo list. from there this morning. I'm just saying. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I yeah, the place is pretty cool. And photograph it the exact same way everyone else already has. But I still want to go Except there. Except for so many ways to do it. No, not, not when you're Jason Vincent yeah. and you throw, it's like. Yeah, not when you're Jason. And in this photo, I've placed 11 Stellar Pro lights, each one of them with a different <laughs> color gel. He's the one that you took the, the lighting tech, the lighting video with and walked away frustrated because yeah. he's like, you do CTO, CTL, CTV. W X and then these three over here on different channels and I'm like Jason, stop talking. Nobody knows what you're doing. Just press the button. Stop. Yeah, that is the curse of knowledge. Um, sir. <laughs> that's what happens when an engineer becomes a photographer. Um, sp- mm. Spanish teachers are better photographers. Nobody understands what Jason's no, saying. Maybe. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so um, I want to know. I want to know what what's what's coming up for you. Uh, Italy, the Italy trip. And then actually, it's the next exciting thing. And right in tandem with it, I am releasing my trip for next year to Croatia. We're doing wow. a Croatia photo trip. So I'm excited and hopefully people will come because even if I got 20 people to come with me on this one, I'm still nervous. Two people yeah. will come on the next one. <laughs> That's okay. Me and two people and in Croatia. Are you, better, are you better in bigger groups or smaller groups? What do you enjoy more? workshops definitely smaller okay. because if we're, if we're going to shoot but if i'm speaking on stage i would rather be in front of 3000 uh-huh. than 30 yeah for sure. totally yeah, yeah i hear that very cool can i um can i tell you my like worst let's let's do the it's like you're interviewing yes. me worst ever experience with that cuz i just got hives thinking about that might be the shingles actually <laughs> that might be the shingles so the first <laughs> conference that fuji film ever brought me into um, like larger conference, they added me kind of last minute, and they accident they messed up the 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 room, like the boardroom that I was speaking in, and so um, I had uh, oh, it was branded. I was I was speaking on on like personal branding, and okay. so I had prepared this like 60 minute long. I was so proud of it. It's the first time anybody from Fuji Corporate was coming to see me speak. And um, I, it was supposed to be sold out. And anyway, uh, and I showed up to my room and they had put the wrong time and the wrong room. Like in the registration, no. it said, I can't remember Set what it was. For success. But like in the registration, it said like, it was like 9.45 in boardroom B. But in my stuff, it was like 8.15 in boardroom X. And so I showed up and all the Fujifilm team were there and we were all drinking coffee and they like brought breakfast in and they were treating me so well. And I'm like, okay, let's get this going. And like they opened the doors and one person walked in. Oh my God. But word. they were filming and it. So they didn't know no, it either? No, so it was a big mix up for the conference, which is why I'm not saying which well, conference it was because it, it turned into sort of a thing. But, um, but it, it, they were, they were filming it. it. Yeah. Later, right? They were filming it. And so, it was like this big plan. They were going to film it and mic it and we were going to try and do a whole thing around it. And so I had to give this 60 minute long presentation to, the one person. to one, person one person and, and the, the Fuji, Fuji team. team all about how important personal branding is. And I have never been oh. so sweaty in my whole 
Like that's that awful. black T-shirt so was sorry. like you could have wrung it out. Oh yeah. no! Yes, I'm there with you. So, what happened with like? Did you notice it? No, we didn't. I guess that would you would have noticed it right at the end of your talk. Like, did a bunch of people show up to an em- empty room? And no well, so what it? ended up happening was we all it, it turned into like a big like. I mean, why did nobody come? Right, and it was like this. You're like, okay, well, how do we track down who did come? And by the time we got, we figured it out. What actually had happened was that they had double booked the room that it was supposed to be in at the time. So there was another mm. class happening with another speaker at that time, and all the people showed up that they were going to listen to me, and they and it, and was, it was a whole yeah. Anyway, that sounds now that makes me mm. sound cooler than I am because in reality, actually, the biggest slice of humble pie I have ever eaten was like my very first opportunity to, and I was like, cool. It's like me and. Michael Bobinko and, and Victor and I think Stacy was there and I was like I'm just gonna teach you guys all about branding today so take notes. Um, oh, that's rough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had bad bad speaking experiences actually in a small group in a state PPA convention. Um, it was so long ago. I was teaching video fusion at the time with my husband, and we were talking about music and about syncing songs and slideshows to music and um somebody just got like super heated basically when it was there there was just no royalty free music out there there was like no services for uh purchasing licensing to music so we're just like yeah like we all just use music and this guy got so mad and kind of rightfully so but he just like yelled about it in the middle of the class and then stormed out and i'm like it was so embarrassing. And I tried to joke about it. Be like, okay, I guess I'll meet you in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last time nice. Simon Cowell ever came to hear you speak. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man. Yeah. We need that's humble pie one. every once in a while. That's a good story. Happy. That's a good one. What is your least favorite thing about Miles? <laughs> so you were talking about the messaging thing and being lost in text messages and he's acting like he doesn't know what you're talking about but I know <laughs> what you're talking about because I'm the text message that's lost in all oh, the no. other text messages <laughs> where he he doesn't see it and never gets back to me but I'm Jared I should be I should be in his top little you know the pins. bubbles the yeah. bubbles I don't think I am he's in my bubbles that's good. That's good. Or you get to go, Miles. Go ahead. Your worst, My least your favorite least thing favorite about me. About okay. Um, no, no, no. I'm just no, no, no. I thought we were just making this a no, thing. This is it's good. like the new. No, no, no. This is <laughs> good. A new small section. This of, needs to of, happen. This is. Well, this I'll is be good. in therapy after this. It'll yeah, be fine. this is good. Okay. Um, Team building. Okay. This is. I. I don't. I'm going to sound horrible or ridiculous. I don't. There isn't. Jared is Jared oh is the gosh, that is the worst. Yeah, I know. But Jared, he, I'll people say this. I know, but that. everybody that's listening, Never if you haven't day. tuned out by now, shut up. Um, <laughs> Jared's like the he's like the linchpin to so much of this now for me. I wouldn't. What, what would I? You're the most giving human in my life. So besides you're supposed from my to wife, say something you don't like. No, um, you're not doing that. You're doing the opposite. But you are clearly his right and left hand. Mm. that's good oh i know i have it i've got it i hate so bad actually here we go now i I didn't realize how passionate i was until just now i hate that jared back button focuses on his cameras (laughs) because when i fill a memory card up and my amazing assistant hands me his camera and i take the next 15 photos out of focus and i can't figure out why every wedding hate that but in my defense i always hand him the camera and i say hey don't forget it's back button focus that's it so i do preface it i don't just give it to you because there was that one time i didn't preface it and all those family photos were out of focus no but uh it's okay that was a long long time ago okay um no that was really good no what can me and miles do for you What, what how can we help you no, I'm yeah. actually inherently very bad at asking for any help of any kind. You're not alone. Yeah, I think that's a, a business owner or entrepreneur trait. Like we just do it ourselves because we don't want to burden anyone. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Subscribe on YouTube. 
Done. Okay. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Mostly because I'm really frustrated. I've been just below 100K for like, I don't know, eight months, a year. Okay. And it's just like not growing. And I'm really? Losing my mind. I'm doing it right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do the yeah. same. Yeah. That does sound frustrating. Yeah. It's always my favorite question that you ask, Jared. It is genuinely. Can I can I tell you something that, that connects you and the most successful people that have been on this show, Vanessa? None of you guys know how to answer okay. that question. And I would, I would, I would challenge you. I'm dead serious. I will, a, I will actually challenge you. Like, be be prepped, be ready to ask people for help because there's a whole lot of people that are going to listen to the show that would love, they, like, we would love to have not a slice of your pie, but to be able to have, to sit in the cheering section. So, um, um, I feel like it's so trite to be like, oh yeah, like subscribe, leave a comment. You know, like I, that sucks. I don't well, know. maybe if that's what you need what's, right what's now, genuine? but maybe if it's also like, uh, you know, hey, um, okay, like in 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 my life right now, you know what, like would be would be super helpful, listeners. It would be incredibly helpful if uh, if you guys would go out and buy those freaking abide presets because we've worked our butts off on them. Yes. So um, that's subtle. We slipped that in there, right? But like, that's good. You should. I actually, it's in there for me to try out. It just have well, you've had you have a few things going yet. on. But like, anyway, I just think it's I think it's important to be able to to invite people in uh, to your successes. So, well, hey, I'm cheering you on. I yep, so much. This means a lot to me to actually have a chance to like just sort of sit and yeah, this is fun chat with you. I'm glad. Um, I'm so happy. No one asked me when I got started in photography. I hate that question. Well, you told like, us. You said in high school you worked in the darkroom. You did. Yeah, but that was a different question. Yeah, like true. this was great. No, we just had to phrase it differently. Yeah, but it, yeah, you know, it's all in the marketing. There it is. It's all in the back. I knew we were going to get it out eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, thanks for to, to me. be fair. I, yeah, I if if nobody ever listens to this podcast, we say this over and over again, and I kind of love that people do. Uh, every every week when we do this, it shocks me that people show up to listen to us just chat. But we do this podcast for us, and we've always said that. Like this was this is a, a chance I wanted to get on the other line with with people that I admire and learn from them. And if other people learn from that in the process, that's great. Like that's fantastic. But um, but we do this because I don't know. There's there's so many people. There's so many brilliant minds, and often I think the best knowledge is what is given away for free and uh, you just did that so 